This morning's sermon is called Soul Salvation. Last week we started off talking about your soul. In this church, and uh, we, we talk a lot about who you are in Christ. Now, where, where do we get that? First uh, Thessalonians 5.23 says that you be preserved blameless spirit and soul and body. God's interested in your soul and your body just as much as he is your spirit. Now, you are a spirit, and, you, and in this church, you hear that a lot because, because if you don't know who you are, you're going to try to get your worth from somewhere else. We want you to know you're a new creation. We want you to know you're not fighting from defeat. You fight from victory. We want you to know that you're loved as much as Jesus. We want you to know that everything that never needed to be done in you, Jesus did it at the cross. But that's only one-third of you. Now, do you understand that? That's quite a, th- when, when you hear that, you're like, I'm saved. I'm a spirit and I'm saved. And you are correct. You are a spirit and you are saved. But walking the earth, there's more to you than I'm a spirit. You also have a soul and live in a body. And your spirit's full of God and your soul might be full of the devil. Might be full of the world. Might, you might be all messed up in your soul. And until you do something with the salvation of your soul, your life's not going to improve. Now, that's a, now, now, now this is a good sermon. This is a good sermon. Say, this is a good sermon. I'm not, well, there's no condemnation in this sermon. I'm just, but see, here's what happens in churches. You find out that you're born again, you, you have this convert mentality, and then you come in and you need to have a miracle from God. I need God to do mightily. And so we have Jonathan Shuttlesworth, and you come and go, oh, Jonathan will do it for me. Well, he leaves and nothing happens. Well, you fall on the floor and you get full of the Holy Ghost, speaking tongues, you get up, and life doesn't change a lot. You're going, well, maybe my friend. So Mary Fran comes, she prophesies over you, and you're like, <laughs> then Monday comes. A lot hadn't changed. You're thinking, Mark's coming. Maybe it'll be Mark. I'm going to tell you, it's none of them. God did give you ministers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, for the perfection of the saints, for the work of ministry. But what, but what God is after right now is turning you into Jesus. God wants to see Jesus in you. And, and you and I have to recognize how does God do that? He does it through the salvation of your soul. That comes from you Obeying God and doing what he said. O- obeying God. Go to 1 John with me. Go to 1 John. And, um, you know, if, if, you, if you find yourself shouting, shout louder for the person sitting next to you that's not shouting at all. Now, we're, we're going to talk about living right. Praise the name of Jesus. And I need you to understand this. This is not a condemnation sermon. We're going to talk about living right. And, and in America today, it's voodoo 
to mention sin in church because it might make you feel bad. Well, I'm not responsible for how you feel and how something made you feel, but I am responsible for giving you the truth. Jesus said the truth would make you free. Now, if you want your prayers answered and you want a good life, sin won't get you there. Does that make sense? It's not Jesus plus living like hell that equals good life. Thank you. All right. Now, let's read a scripture here that, that the Spirit of God dealt with me to preach to you. And Mary Fran verified it for me that I should do it. 3.16. Now, I'm going to skip down. Uh, let's read 16. By this we know love. Because he laid his life down for us. That is the definition of love. Now go to verse 20. No, verse 19. By this we know that our hearts, that we are of truth and assure our hearts before him. If our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because. Why? Because. Now, I'm going to make a statement here. If you're not living right, you will never have faith. No, you'll never have enough faith to change anything in your life. Your heart won't let you do it. Let me explain it to you. Let me explain this to you. You come to church thinking, well, I know I'm not living right, but I'm going to get Pastor Darrell to pray for me. What is it you're wanting me to ask him? What is it you're wanting me to do? Get you a prayer answered? Well, I want to be healed. Okay, how long do you think that's going to last? Well, I need a job. Well, if you're not living right, you're not going to keep it. Okay, don't shout me down. The world has a right to see Jesus in you. Your family has a right to see Jesus. They're waiting. They're like, oh, my God, I wish my wife would start acting like Jesus. Women are waiting for their husbands. I sure wish he'd start acting like Jesus. You see, you are born again. You are full of the life of God. But the Bible says work out your salvation. At some point, you need to work that from the inside out. That means that God is not going to do it. You are. You say, well, I'm not saved by works. Your soul is. We're not talking about your spirit. Well, you're not going to put no legalism on me. Well, no, I'm not. But I am going to put obedience on you. Are you all out there? Now, see, I can take you so far. We can have Holy Ghost meetings. God comes in, blows up, blows out, go <laughs> But Monday comes. See, standing on the side of the road with a cup is not the best way to make money. Coming to church waiting on someone to give you an answer to prayer is not the best way to get your prayers answered. Why don't you get them? Why don't you, why don't you, do, why don't you do that? Now, I'm going to read something to you I wrote, and I want you to pay attention. Listen to me. Why did God make you righteous? That's a good question, isn't it? He did. He made you righteous. 
So here's how he did it. You were unrighteous, and there was nothing you could do about it. There was nothing you could do. So when Jesus came, went to the cross, him who knew no sin became sin. He didn't take sin. He became it. Went into the region of the damned and stayed there until your sins were paid. God raised him from the dead by making him righteous a second time. And he was raised from the dead. He wasn't raising the dead for himself. He did it for you. So that you, your sins are now paid. Glory to God. That's awesome. But he made you righteous for why? So you could be born again. Without righteousness, you couldn't be born again. So he had to make you righteous legally so that you could be saved, born again. Spirit man saved. So you got the new birth based on a gift from God, eternal life, a gift from God. Okay, then why did, why did God want you born again? The reason he, you were saved was so that he could fill you with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost can't live in an impure vessel. Okay? So why did he fill you with the Holy Ghost? So you could grow. You're not going to grow without him. You don't have the Holy Ghost, you open your Bible and go, this don't make no sense and I don't even like reading this book. So the Holy Ghost is the one that breathes on you and causes you to go, I love my Bible, glory to God, thank you, Jesus. And if you don't love your Bible, then you need to get full of the Holy Ghost. So why did he want you to grow? Why does God want you to grow? Why do you want your kids to grow? So you pray that they'll walk, and then you get tired tell them to quit running around the house. So why do, why, why, why grow? So that you can fellowship with God. You were created to walk with God. Nothing on this planet will ever satisfy you until you do. As a matter of fact, you will never have faith apart from fellowshipping with God. Because your heart will condemn you. Would you pray for me? No. I want you to get up there in that altar and say, Heavenly Father, starting today, I'll never lie again. I'll never steal anything again. I'll stop cussing even if it's friggin'. Friggin's is a cuss word. It's a Christian cuss word, but it's a cuss word. So is darn and shooting heck. Why do you need an adjective to describe? Is it because your words carry no weight? That's your yes, be yes, and you know, no. Okay, we're talking about living right, and you see already y'all are starting to go, ah. What did you think of this friggin' sermon? Well, I didn't like it. <laughs> Woo, Jesus is Lord. Now, see, let me tell you something. You, you, you don't hear sermons like, preachers have quit preaching on living right because they, 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 they want you to come back to church. I can't stand before God knowing that I didn't teach you right from wrong. And I can't be worried about what you do after the day. But I happen to believe that the body of Christ is wanting leadership. I believe the body of Christ is wanting a lot more God than we're seeing. 
I believe that this church is going where it has never been before. But you say, we're waiting on the Lord. No, you're not either. If you're not where you need to be, he's waiting on you. We've got changes to make. All right. Now, let, let, let me get back over here and read this again. Well, it, at least y'all are still lively. That's a pretty, that's pretty good sign right there. I like it. Okay, three, whatever we ask, we receive from him because. Why? Is obedience connected to answered prayer? You better bet your sweet bippy it is. Adam and Eve in the garden. God comes down, Adam. And, and Adam goes, shh. He don't know where we are. He knows where you are. Where are you? Shh. Is that you over there? Eve, I told you not to kick that bush. Adam, come on out here. Where are you? What are you? you? You know that woman you gave me? I remember that. She did it. <laughs> and she's like, the devil made me do it. And Flip Wilson said, I can make a million dollars with that statement right there. <laughs> and that's pretty much not just Adam and Eve, but it's all, it's, it's all of us. Are you coming to prayer? Well, I'm busy. You're not busy. You're backslid. You're seeking the wrong thing. You're, you're, you're born again. You love God, but your soul is not saved. Are you out there? All right. Whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. You have to want that. God so loved you, he made you righteous. But fellowship is on your end. You can be married and not be in fellowship. You want a good marriage? It takes work. I know you got a piece of paper, but the marriage is going to take work. I know you're born again, but your Christianity, it's going to take some work. Boy, y'all are doing so good, so good. First John 1, 3, 1 John 1. That which you have seen and declare unto you that you may have what with us? And our fellowship is with who? The Father and His Son. Christianity was designed for you and I to walk with God. That's the root of a good life. You were made to walk with Him. So what happened in America? Come to Jesus and be a convert and go to heaven. That is not the gospel. Jesus didn't die on the cross to give you a mansion. He died on the cross so you'd come home. The prodigal son's father was looking for the son. Listen, God wants a family, and he wants to fellowship, and he wants to walk with you. And I'm going to tell you something, the day you start walking with God, and we're not talking about perfect people, but we are talking about perfect hearts. You have to go, I want this, and I'm going to show you how that's done. 
it's not as difficult as you thought it was, or you would be shouting right now. Okay. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Go to Romans 12, 1 and 2. Now, I already expected it to be a little bit quieter this morning, but if it gets real quiet, we're going to keep you another hour. Romans 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Your flesh is not saved, and it never will be. So God is going to leave it here when you die. That's what he thinks of your flesh. Now, your flesh is the one when you eat a piece of pie, it says, I want another piece of pie. Flesh is what makes you selfish. Flesh is the reason why your marriage didn't work. Flesh is the reason for that. Though you may be born again, that is the problem right there. God said, kill it. Nail it to the cross. That means there are things in you God wants you to do something about it. Don't allow that to rule you any longer. Now, we're going to get into that in a minute. But Romans 12, too. Uh, okay. Number two, do not be conformed to the world. You're not supposed to look like them. You're not supposed to act like them. You don't get your, your clothing styles from them. You don't get your haircuts from them, and you don't get the way you live your life from them. It's not okay. Murdering babies is not abortion. It's not, um, what is it called, um, birth control. If you're a Christian, it's murder. Christians don't murder. Christians don't lie. Christians don't steal. You understand? If you're going to please God, you don't please people. If you're going to please people, you won't please God. And you don't please self. Because self is going to need to go to an altar and go, self, you're not doing that. That's wrong. Now, I shouldn't have to tell you that. You know this yourself. You, we all know this. Amen. So 12.2, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, we went last week, we went over the renewing of the mind is that you base everything you do from, Christian, from Jesus. I'm a new creation. I'm alive with a life. And I am love. I am, I am, and that's who you are. You're not fighting from defeat. You're fighting from victory. You're not trying to become a better person. You are, but now you're going to have to put it on. So go to now Ephesians. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. And Paul, having wrote who you are in Christ, should be the one we should follow when we start talking about the renewing of the mind and how we should live our lives. 4, uh, 17. I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. What is the world's problem? They are in rebellion against God. Well, I know what he said about marriage, but I'll tell you what I think. That's rebellion. You say, well, they just don't know. They know. There's not a person who steals that likes being stole from. There's not a liar on the planet that won't holler if you, at you if you lie to them. 
and there's not an adulterer. When, when Hugh Hefner had a daughter, he told everybody, don't you ever take a picture of my daughter naked. Doesn't sound like a hypocrite to me. Well, that's my daughter. Well, ah. Do you think he knows better? Sure he knows better. You can flirt with him, but just don't touch my wife. Oh, I'm doing good. You see, you don't need to know right from wrong. You already know right from wrong. You treat other people the way you want to be treated, and you'll always be right. You don't even need a Bible to figure that out. So the Bible says don't walk like them, don't talk like them, don't act like them. Certainly, the God, don't, don't run around with them. God created you to fellowship with him, and so Jesus is our standard. At some point, God wants to see Jesus in you. And I don't know what you're doing with your life, but that's what he's doing with your life. Now, you can change churches if you want to, but God knows the address of the next church. And he still has a big whale that can grab you up and eat you and swallow you and take you where he wants you to go. Don't shout me down. You ain't running from God, baby. You ain't going to run from God. You can hide, but we will find you. Amen. Are you all ready? All right, I'm, gonna, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Verse 18. Okay. Do not walk as the rest of Gentile in the futility of their what mind? Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance in them, because of the blindness of their heart, not their soul. Therefore, being past feelings, they've given themselves to lewdness, to work all in cleanness, greediness. You have not so learned Christ, and indeed you have been taught by him. The truth is in Jesus. Put off your former conduct. Do what with it? Take it off. Now, you're not bad, but your soul needs to be saved. That means that the way you used to think, change it. Take that thinking, get it out of your head, and change the way you think. You say, I want a better life. Change the way you think. Yeah, but I want my prayers answered. Change the way. What, What are you thinking about all day? You say, well, you just don't know what's happening to me. No, I know what's happening in you. Who told you you had to watch Facebook? Who told you you had to watch the news? Who told you you had to keep up with Putin and the Ukraine war? Who told you that? If it's wrecking your day, turn it off. Who told you you couldn't sit around and think about the love of God and how much God loves me? Man, he loves me. I mean, I'm his favorite. I mean, he loves me. I mean, he thinks I, I mean, God is in love with me. Well, you know, you're just going to make yourself happy if you keep it up. If God is for me, <laughs> I'm blessed coming in and going out. <laughs> Jesus is coming back soon. Hallelujah. I'm, a, I'm so happy today. I'll tell you what. Have you seen what, what China's doing? No, but have you seen what Jesus is doing right now? Have you seen what Jesus is doing? The Bible says think on these things. Think on what's true, what's pure, what's lovely, what's righteous, what's just. Listen, listen you, you have control over what you are thinking about. You don't have to think like they think. You don't have to act like they act. Come on, somebody help me with this a little bit. Man, I have to wake up in the morning and go, God is on my side. And sometimes I have to preach to myself, God is on your side. 
If God is for you, who could be against you? I don't, listen, I'm, I'm, we're going to talk about sin now. We're going to talk about, worry is sin? Oh, see, y'all went. That's what they did. We went from fourth gear right into. Pastor, don't you care? Don't you care? Yeah. What are you thinking about? Oh, if you only knew what is going on in my life. I, I, I understand that. I understand that. But I thought he died and rose from the dead and sat down at the right hand of God and answers your prayers. I, and I'm, I'm not making fun of you that something's not, everything's going right. I'm not making fun of you. But I'm asking, why do you look like you've been sucking lemons when you've been in this church for 20 years? At what point are you going to grow up? Someone got to come along and every Sunday, lift me up, uh, leave me. Why don't you lift yourself up? Why don't you wake up on Monday and get your mind on God? Why is it every time Sunday comes, you look like you've been drugged through the street and run over by a Mack truck? Why does Mark Hankins have to come and, and pump you? You ought to walk into Mark Hankins' meeting and go, Mark, by God, I'm arrived. I, more, I mean, I'm just, I'm fixing to start preaching here in a minute. <laughs> Be changed. You mean your whole life can change? If you do something with your head. Yes. Yes. Well, I was, that's because I'm thinking about it. I'm not saying think about stuff that's a lie. I'm talking about thinking about stuff that's true. Amen. Is the greater one in you? Yes. Forget Putin. Have you heard what they're doing in Washington? Don't give a rip. All liars are going to hell, and that includes every stinking politician that's a liar. It won't be long. We won't be able to find a one of them dogs. Come on, don't shout me down. I'm not going to run around having a bad day because of all the liars, and there's a lot of them too. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't vote. You should vote the best you can. And you should pray. By God, pray for them. When it's all said and done, cast the care of and quit worrying. It's a sin to worry. It's a sin. Stop sinning. Brother Hagin said the greatest sin he ever had to overcome was the sin of worry. You know, he's laying on his deathbed. He's dying. And the Lord, he said, I'm believing for my healing. I'm believing for my healing. And you know what the Lord said? Until you quit worrying, you ain't coming off that deathbed. You know he's worried about? Dying. I'm going to give you a revelation. You are not God. You can't heal you. You can't bless you. You can't get you to heaven. Matter of fact, you can't do much of nothing. But he can. So it would behoove you to trust him. Count it all joy and act like he's God. <laughs> Barbara, how am I doing? I, uh, Barbara's up here praying, that, praying for this church, praying for this church. I said, by God, I'm praying for us too. 
I am going to pastor the most on fire for God. Holy Ghost group of, can we go down another road? When are y'all going to start doing what Jesus told you to do, lay hands on the sick? When are you going to start? You've been in prayer lines for 25, 30 years. Why don't you start a prayer line somewhere? Go to work and go, line up. Come on. I mean, you say, well, they might die. They're dying anyway. A doctor practices on you. Practice on them. Never mind. And they charge you. (laughs) Y'all are lively today. I love it. Lisa, they're doing good. All right, all right. Let's listen again. Verse 20, you have not so learned Christ. Indeed, you have heard of him, been taught by him, and truth is in Jesus. Put off your former conduct, the old man that grows corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your what? Your mind. And put on the new man. What's that look like? Look look at this. I'm blessed. What is that thing called? Philippe? What is it called? Come on, tell me one more time. A paddock Philippe. It costs $350,000. Unless you get it from Taiwan. Why do y'all have a trouble with liking yourself? God likes you. Why don't you treat yourself well? It is good, Catherine, it is. If, if, if he paid for you with his precious blood, you must have been worth it. Put that on. If no one's going to treat you good, you ought to. You ought to look in the mirror in the morning and go, God, you did a good job. Jesus is Lord. Never mind, never mind. All right, is the love of God shed abroad in your heart? Put it on. Put love on. Put patience on. Put on joy. Put on peace. Put on faith. Put it on. This is good, isn't it? This is called soul salvation. Listen to what I'm going to say now. No one can do it but you. I can't do it. Mary Fran can't do it. You have to do that yourself. And then all the sermons in the world aren't going to do you any good if you don't make up your mind. Now, this is, this, I'm, I'm going to read something to you. Look at verse 25. Put away lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbors. We're members. Be angry. Don't sin. Don't give place to the devil. Here, here listen to what he said. Listen, listen. Put away lying. At some point, you need to stop and go, starting today. I'll never lie again. That sounds, that sounds kind of crazy. 
But, but why not? If sin is the reason your life is screwed up, wouldn't it be intelligent to put it away? It's what got you in the hell you're in. Lying hadn't done you any good. Put away anger. What good has your fuse done you? It don't do you any good. It's the reason why some of you have been married 18 times. I said that because I don't want to make anybody feel bad because I know some of y'all only been divorced 15. Come on, don't shout me down. Every, there's not a perfect person in here. We've all done our goof bad. Okay. What about this? Bitterness. Why are you allowing something someone did you run your life? Turn them loose. God, this is yours. Leave it alone and get over being mad. Never touch it again. You don't know what they did. For your sake, it don't matter. That's another whole subject, isn't it? That's also another very difficult thing. Because we've all had sang that song. Somebody done somebody wrong song. <laughs> Clamor starting today. There will be no more loud quarreling in my house. <laughs> You're going to get brutal with yourself. Lisa and I made a decision years ago. We will no longer fight. We got together and I said, I love you. And I know you love me and I know you love God. But when you talk, I will listen. And when I talk, you will listen. And we will not raise our voices. And we stopped. Well, she screwed up a couple of times, but I forgave her. <laughs> but I forgave her that, you know. Are y'all ready for the next one? Huh? They're not over the last one. If your children can't pull your videos off a shelf and watch them, throw them out, get them out of your house. There's no such thing as adult entertainment. And we're talking holiness and y'all are happy. Y'all are doing pretty good. But see, this is for us. I want to know that I know that I know, Gary, that when I bow my knee, I got God's attention. I don't want to sit there and go, well, you know. Do you understand that? There were years ago, Pentecostals had altars in churches. We messed up when we took them out. The altars is because at times you need to spend some time with God. I do. I do. There's times I go, okay, I blew it. So go to First John. We'll show you something. Come on, this is good. I'm just having. Now, now let me, let me tell you where I got this. The Lord began to deal with me because I've been praying over this church. Mary Fran prophesied something when she was here. She said, it will be as it was. This church had the strongest moves of God I've ever been in in my life. I'm talking Hagen, Hanks, Mark Hankin. I'm, I mean, Jody will tell you this. 
Betty will tell you. We had people, they weren't stuck on the, on the floor. They were stuck on the wall. We had Holy Ghost meetings where we didn't get out till midnight. I mean, there wasn't a, a per, I mean, there was a circus one time in the shopping center. And we all left drunk. Every, we carried people to their cars. And there was two bums outside sitting on the curb. And they said, what are y'all doing in there? And we said, we're having church. He goes, no, you're not. I know drunk when I see it. And we're hauling people out that are so drunk they can't walk. And the people carrying them can't hardly walk. I've seen some of the strongest moves of God I've ever seen. We had a time when every, pregnant, every woman in the church started having, I mean, women who were barren had babies. I mean, it was like they were, and I mean, this may scare you. We had women who were older getting pregnant. Some of y'all are going, I don't want to move a God. I don't want to move a God. We had some of the neatest miracles I have ever seen in my entire life. And and it just happened because we came to church. And I'm going to tell you something. The body of Christ is going back, but not without us obeying. The day of just sitting and listening to a sermon is over. It's time for us to say, God, starting today, starting today, I'm going to do something with my soul. Okay. You say, but I don't feel like it. Put it on anyway. If I waited, if I went by the way I feel, I wouldn't come half the time either. Oh, I know y'all think that the angels sing around my bed. No, Lisa does, but the angels, I don't hear them very much. Where, where was I going? What did I say? First John 1. These things we've seen and delivered to you, verse 3, that, that we have fellowship with it, and our, our fellowship is with the Father. We, we set these things so your joy will be full. Now go down to verse 7. If we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. You don't have to keep taking communion. All you got to do is walk in fellowship with people. That's not easy to do, guys. Let, let's, let's go down this road a minute. Why do you think God puts you in a church full of hard-to-get-along-with people? And some of it might be you. I honestly prayed one time for God to send me some really good people. And he didn't. I mean, there was always a few knuckleheads there. Just always, God, why did these people keep coming? He said, I want you to pastor them. I said, what? Why does God bring people in your life that push your button because he wants you to find your button. He wants you to diffuse that button. God uses people to show you what you're made out of. Now, mine, I only have one sin left. 4.41 in the morning. And I have learned to have a Christian honk. When you're on the horn, you go, boop, boop. 
The light is green. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Next one. If you're doing 45 and a 55, get out of the left lane. <laughs> Gary, is that funny? Because you just it just seemed to hit you real good there, buddy. Anybody in here ever have like this? Go home. Some of us are not on vacation. You know what the you know what they do that for? God is like, I want you to work on your patience this morning. You're working on it real good because, dear Lord, I've never seen this many cars in a pop in my life. <laughs> Jody, am I preaching good? I mean, I, yeah. It don't do any good to say anything to Melanie. It's just, it's just some things I cast the care of God on. And she is reading my book now, which is doing her really good. It's about time she started reading something that was spiritual. <laughs> Melanie's a good girl. I can pick on Mel, I think. I'll let you know next week. <laughs> Look at this right here. Why does it say this? If, if we walk in the light, he's in the light. Verse 8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Truth not there. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What's that in there for? Because you're not going to do it right all the time. So let's talk about that for just a minute. We've got to go down this road again. Is that a license to sin? No, it's not. Let me tell you something about God. You have children, and you know how it is to raise them. And when they get rebellious, there are times you let them eat it. If you're smart, you do. Sometimes God goes, mm-mm, I'm going to put you on the back burner till you learn to mind. And when you get sick of the life you've made, he'll talk to you. Now, I'm talking about somebody who just keeps over and over and over and over. You have an anger problem, and you go to him three times every day for a month, two months, three months, a year. The reason I know that, never mind. <laughs> so we have First John 1, 9. What for? Because there's times that we need to go to God and go, I blew it. I need you to wash me. I need you to clean me. I need you to set me back on a seat of righteousness. And, and, and God knows you know that we need that. That way your confidence returns to, with God and you're washed in the blood. But it's, it's, it's for you to move forward and, and, to, and to grow and to progress. And all of us should grow. Amen. Uh, now, I want to tell you a story. I think. I think, I'm, I, think I do. Let me see where I am. Sometimes I use notes, sometimes I don't. Why do we have a hard time with this? The reason is, is that we don't always trust God. Let's be honest. It's so easy to just go, I got this. But see, that's why sometimes it's messed up. And there's a lot of things you can't do. No, I'm going to tell a story on me. Because I'm starting to notice this in the younger generation more. By the time you get older, you've already figured out you're not God. The younger people, they haven't quite figured it out yet. I'm being honest. But when I took this, when Lisa and I got married, 
I knew I had a call of God on my life. And I'm getting up every day and I'm going to work. But I was miserable. You say, I love God. I went to church. I tithe. I read my Bible. But I'm miserable. Why? Because I wasn't doing what he said. Now, now, understand, I didn't say, I mean, I had a lot of scriptures I did. Most of them. And so I would go in my bedroom at night and I would pray this very religious prayer. Lord, what do you want me to do? I'm praying, Paul, Paul, what do you want me to do, Lord? One day I'm on the road headed to work. And the Lord said, when are you going to do what I want you to do? And I got a little mad at him. I said, this is like what I've been asking you. This was that three-year period where he left me alone to let me know he's God. And I'm like, no, you, you have, you, eternity is a day with you. Don't do that to me, okay? It's quiet in this church. So, so I said to him, I said, what do you want me to do? He said, well, I'm not going to tell you until you tell me you'll do it. And I said, no. I don't know what you're going to ask me to do. And Gary, I might not want to do it. And he pushed the issue, and, and I, I began to weep, and I said, God, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to obey you. I've already been serving you, and, 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 I, and I lost a wife. I lost kids, kicked out of a church. I said, this has not been easy, and you're asking me to trust you. I mean, I, there was a come to, I had to come, I had to make things right in me. Can I trust him? It was a great turning point. Justin and I and Lisa, we've talked about the younger generation. We've got a whole group of kids in America today that I'm going to do this and I'm going to marry this person and I'm going to do Wait, no, 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 no. God didn't ask Abraham whether he wanted to stay in Ur of the Chaldees. He told him, you get out of here. He took his father with him. He took a lot with him. He, he never told him to do that. He and he had to wait till his father died and Lot was gone and all that. Even Abraham disobeyed God. He, he didn't ask Jesus, listen, either he's God or he isn't. And as long as you are running it, it's going to stay messed up. Y'all are quiet. It's good. And, and I'm going to say this. I love every one of y'all. But I've learned this the hard way. And I broke over my steering wheel. I sat there and I wept like I wept my guts out. I said, I'm afraid. And he said, trust me. I said, oh, I don't know what you're about to ask me to do. Am I going to, am I going to India? You sending me to Africa? Are you asking me to be away from my family? And I had to be willing. Willing and the obedient eat the good of the land. See, until you have this day, Peter had it. Paul had it. Jesus had it. And you'll have it. And I finally said, okay, whatever you say. And I'll tell you, it felt like somebody rolled a million pounds off my shoulders. I sleep at night. 
I took this church. I hoped it failed. God said, take it. I went, it's going to fail. And and you know why I thought that? I don't know what I'm doing. You got the wrong guy. I don't have any idea what I'm doing. Well, he wasn't relying on whether I knew what I was doing. He's relying on him knowing what he's doing. If you like this church, you can thank him for it because don't thank me because I've already destroyed it about 100 times. So have you. I'm coming. But this is why we don't live right. We don't trust God. What happens if you, I was, I was talking to a young man the other day. He came over to pump out our septic tank. My septic, my, my pipe clogged up. and He came to put the rotor-rooter in it and all that. And he looked at me and he was, I was asking him for advice. He said, are you going to pay me for the advice I'm giving you? I said, do you tithe? He goes, no. I said, do you go to church? He goes, yeah. I said, do you tithe? He goes, I ain't giving them none of my money. We didn't say, said, adjective, adjective. I ain't giving them none of my adjective, adjective money. I go, broke. I said, so God lied about it? And he goes, no, I didn't say God lied about it. And then I called him what he was. He said, how'd you know I went to that church? I said, well, all of y'all. I said, I need to talk to your pastor because he's doing a very poor job of teaching you the Bible. I ain't giving no money. I'll go broke. So God lied. No, God didn't lie. Well, what would happen if you went broke? I'd rather, I'd rather go broke obeying God. But that's a mindset. So since I don't worry about it, God gives me lots of money. It don't affect me. Is this making sense to y'all? We're, we're, I'm, I'm preaching a strong message, and y'all are still smiling, so we must be doing good. Be transformed outwardly. Your life can be completely changed this year alone by what you determine to do with your soul. I can't change your marriage, but you can change your thinking. We can't change your job, but you can change your attitude. You can get in faith in God. And, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even your what? Faith. Faith has nothing to do with where you are and who you're married to or your income. Faith in God. Does this make sense? I'm going to ask you to do this with me. What time is it? Oh, it's 12.01. Look at this. I'm a minute over. I'm going to ask you to do this with me. This, I, I, have, I have sat down in my little chair at home and said, God, these are things that I will never do again. I'm going to stop worrying. I'm going to make sure that every time I open my mouth, it's the truth. You know how you, there was 100 people here Sunday. You know there was only 90. You say, that's a lie. It's a lie. Someone asked me how many people ran my church. I said, under 5,000. It's the truth. Deception, but it was the truth. Okay. Y'all are fun. Y'all are so much fun. So I have sat down and just said, God, I want to, I want, I want to be used by, I want to see a lot more of your glory. And so the first person that's going to change is going to be me. First person in this church is going to change is going to be me. I've decided to make some adjustments in my own life and the way I think. He, he challenged me. He said, change the way you think. 
think good. Think right. Think right. Don't allow wrong thinking to stay in your head. You know how you are. You're, something happens and you're looping it. Stop in the name of Jesus. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. I ain't thinking you. No, get out of my head in the name of Jesus. How many people in here are game with me? You ready to go? Now, we have, more to, we have more to talk about. We're not done. We're not done with this subject. I know you were like, I, I was kind of hoping you were. In all the trouble I caused, Mark will be here to lift you out. <laughs> Say my best days are ahead of me. Say this with me, Heavenly Father. I'm not waiting on you. You've been waiting on me. Starting today, I'm going to work on the salvation of my soul. To get my head thinking right. I know I'm a new creation. I know I'm righteous. I know I'm born of love. But now, I'm going to let that out. I'm going to put that on in Jesus' name. I know that you're thinking you wish your spouse was here. You can't. You've already tried to change them, and it don't do any good. You change so much that your spouse looks at you and says, what did you do? What? I have a couple of people, and I know some people on this planet that are very, very, very much like the Lord Jesus Christ. My goal before he returns is to be like him. You say that's lofty. I understand. I know you also said you have a long ways to go. I got that too. Don't we all? Now you say, are you going to give an altar call? Well, Lisa is. But what about how many souls were saved? That's a big deal. Yeah. This is why he made you. He made you to walk with you. He wants to walk with you so much. And, and understand something. Parents can walk with kids, but you can't stay a child forever. You want your kids to grow up so you can have richer fellowship. So does God. So does God. Father God, I pray over the congregation right now. We have people in here, good people that love you. They're born again. They struggle with things in life. They're waiting on you to fix it. And you're waiting on them. I pray that they grab that today. They, they got a handle on the fact that they have to pick the Bible up. And they have to start working this into their life. It's the way we live. It's We're Christians. It's the way we live. It's who we are. We are love. We are righteous. We are the, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that the world around us would look at us and say, you have to be a Christian. I can tell by the way you live. I can tell by the way you act. You love God. And I pray, Father God, that everybody will leave today will walk out and go, that message was good for me. It helps me with my life. And it will in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. 
We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.